you hear like, it's not going to be all rainbows and butterflies. Like marriage is hard work. And honestly, I disagree with that. I think we should change that narrative to like, instead of being hard work, it shouldn't be work to date your partner or it shouldn't be work to be with your significant other. It should really be like a service. Hi, and welcome to the Girl Who Can podcast. I am so, so happy you're here. It's time for you to remember that you are the girl who is valuable, inspiring, and deserves to live in the confidence that is uniquely yours. Because my friend, you are the girl who can, but we're also not a place that expects or promises perfection because striving and hustling for the perfect looking life, one, doesn't exist, and two, will rob you of who you were created to be. So stick around and let me remind you of how to be the girl who can with who you already are. In this podcast, we have conversations that inspire you to be productive, stay rooted in purpose, but also learn how to embrace the imperfection that is just part of the journey and remember that you're not alone in that. So hi, I'm Arissa, registered dietitian by trade, but most importantly, your friend, and I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. And welcome back to me because... It's been three weeks since there has been an episode out and I am sorry, but I am also not really sorry because it was definitely needed. I'm coming back from a three-week break and feeling just super refreshed, super ready to just like get back into this creative space and hang out with you guys. And I'm coming back as a married woman. If you are returning listener, you know that we have been planning a wedding for the past year and a half. And if you are new here and you're like, who is this person? I am Mrs. Bua. No, (laughs) I guess I have to change um, my name on the podcast cover art and on the podcast feed. I literally didn't even think about that. I was on a Zoom meeting today and they asked me if I was going to change my name on like whatever my name is on Zoom at Rus Lujano. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. I just, that's going to, I need to sit down and go through and change everything. The only thing I've changed is my Instagram name so far because that has been the easiest. I'm probably not even going to change my license, passport, all that good stuff for a hot minute because I hear that's kind of a pain and we're going on our honeymoon in November and then we have another international trip with our family in April. So I'm just going to wait on that. But yes, I am back a married woman and it was honestly the best day of my life, hands down. And I think Tyler, my now husband, can agree. Um, We're still on a high from it. And I hope to continue to ride this wave of this high. It has been a whirlwind in the best way. And we feel so blessed and so grateful. So that's why I'm not really sorry about taking a three-week break. I At first, I will say I did feel a little guilty about it because I am a busy bee. I'm a doer. I am a worker. And I obviously love this space and whoever you are listening. Um, So I felt guilty about it at first, but I needed to be the girl who can take a step back and just enjoy the moment. 
Yes, I could have banked some episodes and put them out while I was gone. And that was the original plan. But if you've ever planned a wedding, which we'll get into in a second, it is busy. And that's totally fine. I wanted to enjoy the moment and continue to enjoy the engagement season leading up to the wedding day. And as I said, it was the best day of our lives. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. Obviously, this podcast, this space is about mindset, habits, productivity, but I just want to do something a little bit different because y'all are family. I've been giving you many updates for the past, I don't know, a million episodes, it feels like, on my bachelorette party, my bridal shower, planning, all the different things. So I just want to take you guys along of really everything and share all the details about our day and just give you a little bit of insight into what went on. So first, backstory. Um, Like I said, if you haven't been following along, you are new here, you're in for a, a, a big introduction of like what's going on in my life. So sit, grab a glass of wine, grab a glass of kombucha, glass of tea, and we'll get into it. I'm sitting here with a glass of kombucha in a wine glass because that I, it just, it helps. Okay. It's the little things. It helps me feel fancy. It helps me get in the mood, helps me feel creative for some reason, just having a normal drink in a fancy glass. I literally have cocktail glasses to put sparkling water in because call me extra. I don't care, but try it. And then we can talk about it anyways. So I got married September 16th. So when this episode comes out just a few weeks prior, um, I live in Texas, a little bit outside of an uh, a little bit outside of Austin, and we got married in California. That's where Tyler and I both are originally from. So that's where we just wanted to have it for the ease of our family. Um, we got married in Livermore, and we are both have no connections to Livermore. It just happened to be the venue that we found. And fun fact, um, I actually found the venue. Before we got engaged, it was just kind of organic. Honestly, I, before I moved to uh, Tennessee, I'm just living all over the place now. Before I lived in Texas, I went wine tasting with my family and um, happened to be in Livermore. We went to this winery and I was like, this would be a really pretty wedding venue. (laughs) Um, So that was just kind of some thoughts I had in my mind. I was not engaged at that point, but Tyler and I knew that we were going to get engaged. That was the next step for us. So I'm a girl. I was thinking about it. Like, don't tell me you haven't if you haven't been in a long-term relationship. So anyways, I that was always at the back of my mind when we did get engaged back in April of 2021. Um, that was just I, we were already in Texas. So Tyler hadn't seen the venue, but I knew it was on my mind. We ended up getting a planner and she was sending us different venues. Again, very hard to do when you are not living in that state. So that was a little bit um, stressful, but I had um, luckily friends and family uh, in California to help me out. But all in all, we ended up settling on that wedding venue in Livermore that I had found even before we got engaged and it was perfect. We really wanted a wedding venue that spoke for itself where we wanted outdoors, but we didn't want it in a place where we had to add too much to it. One, because that can get very expensive and two, there's no need for extra fluff. 
Um, so the venue was all outdoors. It was at a winery and a golf course, which is also just perfect because we love wine and Tyler loves golf. Fun fact, he actually golfed the day of the wedding at like six in the morning. I was like, you're doing what? But he, he golfed by himself and it was actually the best round he has ever golfed in his entire life. So I was praying that he would do so because if he does not golf well, obviously if you do golf, it can be a very like mental game and you can get in your head. And so I'm just so happy that he did the best round he's ever done on our wedding day. But it was at a winery and a golf course perfect for us. It was very like mission-like, I guess you can say. Santa Barbara, kind of like white buildings everywhere. So it was just perfect. And we loved it, even though Tyler had not viewed it (laughs) when we did book it. But he was like, if you like it, I trust you. We can do it. And I was like, this is why I'm marrying you. But yes. So as I mentioned, I we had a planner. We actually had two planners throughout our whole planning process. And really, they both were great. But um, we started with one who wasn't in the Livermore area. And being that we live in Texas, we really just needed someone that was in the Livermore area because they would be familiar with the vendors. They would be able to look at the venue if needed, or if they were familiar with the venue, we didn't want to make the other planner feel like she had to travel two, three hours just to go to the venue to do little things that we needed, being that we weren't in the area. So um, the planner we ended up moving forward with for a majority of our planning process was such a godsend. (laughs) And really like the whole thing was like a god wink because when we were um, looking into planners that were in the Livermore area, we went through a company called A Touch of Grace Events. That's who we had like a consultation call with. And they matched us with one of their planners. And their planner that they matched us with um, ended, and we did not know this. She didn't know like our venue or anything like that. But she ended up being the previous event coordinator at our venue for like 10 years which again, God wink, like just so amazing. And she, the A Touch of Grace events, which is the planning company we went with, is the sister company to where I found my wedding dress, which is Kinsley James. And I was like, this is just meant to be. I mean, we're just on the right path here. So this just makes sense. Um, And she was amazing. I cannot say better things about a touch of grace events or a planner. Like I cannot say better things. That's just, that's just it. They were amazing. They were so communicative. She knew the venue like the back of her hand, which was so, so helpful. Um, and just very accommodating to like our needs and gave us space, let us plan, let us be creative. Like it was just a really good match made in heaven. So if you are in the Bay Area, a touch of grace events from California, 10 out of 10 recommend. But let's also talk finances while you're planning a wedding or you're thinking about planning a wedding. Weddings just flat out, they're expensive. You tell somebody that you're planning a wedding, whether it's a venue, photographer, vendor, whatever. The prices are probably five times more than what you think they are. 
Obviously, I've never planned a wedding before, so I really didn't know what to expect. Like people were asking us, we had an overall budget, um, but people were asking us like, what is your budget for your florals or signage, whatever. Um, honestly, I didn't even know because I didn't know what the normal is. Like when you're filling out little forms for consultations, they ask you what your budget is. And I was like, I, I literally don't know because I don't know what to expect here. What is like a mid-range for florals? I was so I was Googling a million different things or I was on TikTok looking at different other videos of people planning weddings. So it was kind of like a big trial and error, but you find out very quickly that, um, yeah, it's like five times more than what you think things cost, uh, especially with like inflation, a lot of competition going around, you know, I get it. Vendors need to charge their worth and there are, um, hidden fees or expenses that the vendor incurs that we don't see on the planning side of things. And I really honor and acknowledge the hard work that does go into photos and video and planning and signage and content creation, all the different new things that are coming out. But yeah, we had a budget and we went over our budget just we did what we could to cut corners in DIY things, which was important because we weren't just going to like not have a budget and spend X amount of dollars. There are people that go into debt for weddings. That's not something we wanted to do. We had to continuously remember like why we're getting married, right? Like it's not for what the florals look like. It's not because of the chairs. It's not because of the silverware. It's because we love each other and we are starting our lives together. And that's why everybody else is there as well. And I think like when I, obviously I was on wedding TikTok and I'm looking at a bunch of things as I was planning a wedding, I can see where this is where a lot of overwhelm comes from and a lot of fights come from, you know, when we think about married couples, the biggest cause of divorce and fights is finances. And that starts when you're planning a wedding because things are very costly and you currently in that season, things are separate or you're maybe in the still the beginning stages of your career. So you, and then you have this idea and expectation in your mind and you, maybe you're a people pleaser, like the things can go, the list can go on and it can be very overwhelming. But Again, like I said, just tip for any relationship or if you're planning a wedding or any type of big event with your significant other, like remember why, remember the why you're doing this, why you're getting married. It's not because of what it looks like. It's because of the love that you guys have. So that was really important for Tyler and I, as we were navigating the whole finances thing of it, where it required really intentional conversation about what we wanted, what we didn't want, maybe where we had to sacrifice certain things. Um, And that was really helpful for our engagement season. It really helped us lean into the honesty, lean into the communication, lean into where we can compromise, um, or set boundaries, just say no, or we were, yeah, we wanted certain things to look a certain way and, um, we had to save and do certain things in order to plan for this wedding. I understand why people don't buy a house and plan a wedding at the same time. Um, when we moved to Texas, we did, we were fortunate enough to buy a house, but yeah, our house was literally bare, probably, up until a few months ago. When I say bare, I don't mean we were like sitting on boxes, but like 
it, we didn't have chairs in my office. We didn't have um, a rug for a long time. We didn't have a couch for a long time, things on our wall for a long time. And like, it was, that's just how the cookie crumbled, you know, like it's okay. We can't, we have the rest of our lives. And I think it's so easy. I say this all the time, like on this podcast, but you know, we open up our social media and we see all these ex- extravagant weddings or we see all these um, TikTok- TikToks of how to decorate your house for fall or expensive furniture pieces. Like it can seem like we're behind. It can seem like we don't have it together, that we need more money or that we need a better job or we need the other opportunity in order for us to get there. Or we're not successful enough. Like the rabbit hole can continue to go w- on when you are planning a wedding or when you're buying a house, but like remembering that you are okay. It's going to be okay. You have a roof over your head. You are, if you're in the position that I was planning a wedding, you are grateful enough to have friends and family that will attend your wedding, celebrate you. You have a partner that will celebrate you. You have the means to even have a wedding. And so that's going that's the most important remembering to stay grateful for what you do have as you are planning something big or you're entering a new chapter um because when we're constantly focused on what we don't have that's where the season of i think engagement or a new season can um feel not as exciting as it should be and i heard that from just other people either whether it was on tiktok or people that I know in my life that were also engaged, they felt like it wasn't what they expected it to be. And my question is, well, where are those expectations coming from? Are they coming from a family member? Are they coming from a sister, a friend, uh, someone on social media that isn't your expectation or that isn't realistic? So um, yeah, I feel like I'm going off on a tangent when we started talking about finances, but it really is important because yeah, weddings are expensive and it has to be navigated in the right way. I think that is best for you. There's not actually, there's not a right or a wrong way. It's just what's going to work best for you and your partner. And continuing to talk about planning, um, really engagement or the engagement season should be exciting and transformative. And I don't really like to actually use the word like it should be because it's different for everybody. But I find it's so unfortunate that I think a lot of people who are planning a wedding, it's like not fun. And I felt like I was missing something, honestly, because our engagement season really wasn't stressful. And it wasn't um, overwhelming. Like planning a wedding for us wasn't overwhelming. It was fun. And people would always tell me like, okay, you're going to get through it. Like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I'm fine. Like, literally, am I missing something? I feel like this is how it should be. Your engagement season should be transformative. It's such an exciting time that you're not going to get back. It's an opportunity to learn, to grow, and lean into how you can be the best spouse upcoming in the next chapter or continue to learn about each other. And when Tyler and I got engaged, like we were together for three years, like that's a good chunk of time. We knew a lot about one another. So I think a lot of people can think like, well, what's going to be different about marriage? Like, how could you continue to learn about each other? That doesn't really make sense. But we took the necessary steps to 
um, enroll ourselves in premarital classes, um, which really invoked intentional conversation that we hadn't had within those three years. And it's not that we were having like pointless, meaningless conversation, but it really just helped facilitate deeper intentional um, conversations and questions that applied to our next season of life. Because when we got together now, it was four years ago, but um, when we got together four years ago, you know, we were at different seasons of life. We were going, we were in different jobs. Maybe we had different priorities. And so like the answers to those questions that we had in the premarital class, like they might've been different four years ago. You learn and you, you evolve as an adult and a human you're supposed to. So we had to recircle back to like, hey, what are our foundations and what are our foundations going to be together? What are going to be our roles in this engagement season, in this planning of a wedding and within marriage? And it was very, very helpful. So if you are somebody that is in a relationship that is even like you guys are considering marriage or maybe you are married and you didn't do this, I still highly recommend it. We did it through our church, our local church. Um, see if they have something like that for you. Or I, what we did was Symbus. So it's save your marriage before it starts. And I want to say that they have like an online version of it, but um, don't quote me on that. But that was a fantastic uh, course. We did like an assessment beforehand where it was like personality things, how we view money, how we view intimacy, finances, um, our spiritual health, so many different things like our background, how, how um, our parents influenced our views on things or what our parents did within our childhood. So, so helpful. So um, yeah, I can't say that enough. I feel like I've said that like 10 times so far, but please do that. Engagement season really is supposed to be transformative where you can learn about what this next season is going to look like for you. Um, and I get it, like that might be overwhelming. You're afraid of certain things that you might haven't talked about with your partner yet, but this is a person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, right? Like you need to be able to found your relationship on communication, on trust, and on honesty. And how the other person responds might not be what you want, right? But it's an opportunity to also create some sort of boundaries and have communication of like how you would like to navigate those hard conversations. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, like don't put too much pressure on yourself if you are going through an engagement season. I get it. Like I said, it can feel very overwhelming to plan a wedding. I hear that very often. And if it is, like step away from it for a second. Like, you don't have to make your engagement a negative experience. L- ask for help. Literally lean on family members, friends who do have, who enjoy planning um, or lean on TikTok. I was on TikTok and Pinterest so <laughs> an unhealthy amount, probably just researching for different things, seeing how to print certain things, different ideas of what I wanted to do. Um, and I enjoyed it. Yes, Tyler and I, people would always ask like, are you, did, is Tyler involved? Yes, he was. But I mean, I'm definitely the planner. I would say I'm more the creative one. So yes, I did a majority of like what I wanted it to look like and all that stuff, the floral meetings, but I enjoyed it. Like it was totally fine. And Tyler has really weird working hours. So um, he was on a majority of the calls, but like 
also if I was on a call with a florist and she wanted to see like some inspo photos, Tyler didn't really need to be on that call. We had already discussed the budget, what it was going to look like. Um, and I wasn't just like doing things behind his back. He knew. Um, but yeah, we definitely worked on it together and it was super fun. He made it super fun. Even when we were like picking out, um, doing our like food tasting or picking out our silverware, plateware, I don't know what it's called, linens. It was so fun. It wasn't, it wasn't stressful. It wasn't overwhelming. Tyler is just such a carefree person and doesn't put too much pressure on himself or what things look like. And so it was just a really fun experience. And that just helped me navigate it a lot better too. Um, and that's why we're married, right? But also just shout out my sister and my mom to being the most helpful throughout my engagement season. My mom is such a planner as well. And my sister is so organized. So throughout like my bridal shower, my bachelorette, if I needed something, I would, I was literally sending things from Amazon or I don't know, a million things to from Etsy to um, California because we were flying to California the week of the wedding and we couldn't take a million suitcases. We literally had one suitcase because that's all we had. <laughs> so we had to make that everything fit. So we were, um, my mom started like little bins at the house and she's just, she's just awesome. And I am so grateful to their support and help. It made it that much easier and endlessly grateful, but let's move on to the week of the wedding. So first, as I mentioned, we flew, the wedding was on a Saturday. We flew the Sunday before. So pretty much the weekend before. Thank God I did not work. I thought about working. I'm I'm grateful enough to be working from home so I can work from anywhere. Um, but I ended up taking that whole week off leading up to the wedding. I thought about working because I am a doer and think I can just do everything. But oh my gosh, it was so busy. Because we weren't in California pretty much the whole time leading up to the engagement, there was a lot of like little DIY projects that needed to get done while I was there. And so, yeah, it was very, very busy. Luckily, again, my sister and my mom, very helpful. We had some of our best friends fly in on Wednesday from Maine. And it was fun, like, showing them where we grew up. The girl, it was a couple, but the girl that flew in, um, I met her in Italy. She's one of my best friends. She was in my bridal party. And she was like, put me to work. What can I do? So we were up, um, sometimes late, sometimes just knocking away at things, but it was also my birthday on Monday leading up to the wedding. So it truly was like the best way to kick off birthday week. Um, just also a bit of something that went wrong is that I was sick. So the Friday before we left, um, back to California, I was so sick and I went to a concert on Thursday. So I must've like picked up some sort of bug there shout out Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers got me sick, but I I'd never get sick, you guys. Knock on wood that I don't get sick again, but I never get sick. And I started to feel sick and I was like, you're joking, right? Like this has to be, <laughs> this has to be a joke. I am literally getting married in nine days and I'm sick. And on Friday, so the day before or a couple days before we left back to California, I had no voice, zero and Tyler and I were laughing because I was like, is this how I'm going to sound saying my vows? Is this real life? I mean, if it is, it just, it is what it is. Like we can't cancel the wedding, but like, 
why am I sick? So I was sick. Um, I did what I could. I rested. I slept, took my vitamins, did meditations, just relaxed, let my body recover, recuperate. And yeah, it wasn't fun, but I could not be sick on my wedding day. That was just a non-negotiable for me. So I just sat in one place, (laughs) let my body ride its course. But we flew back to California. It was my birthday on Monday, September 11th. And that was fun. I was definitely feeling a lot better, which was great. And the week ended up continuing on. I was feeling better. I was like, thank you, Jesus, that my body bounced back. Um, On the day of our wedding, I still was like a little sniffly, but overall, I was totally fine. Um, But just kind of a note on like the week leading up to the wedding, it was really important for me to still like prioritize my foundations and non-negotiables. And I think this is important just for anybody who is traveling or in a different space. We're heading into the holidays, so you might be going back to families, you know, different things. Um, It was important for me to keep my foundations, which meant like movement. Obviously, I was a little sick, so I was prioritizing rest, but I'd say like Wednesday. So the Wednesday before the wedding, I started to get back to moving my body lightly. I was taking walks in the morning, um, doing my prayer journals, like things that helped me feel good. Eating regular meals. Yes, I was eating. I probably ate out like two weeks straight, honestly. One week, maybe. I don't know. A a lot. And I know that eating out that often just doesn't make me feel good. Um, Not in a sense of like food guilt at all. Like I have a really good relationship with food, but more so just like the heaviness of food where my digestion starts to be a little bit off. So I wanted to make sure that like foundations were in place. I was having a well-balanced breakfast. I was having a well-balanced lunch with some veggies. So then I can prioritize portion control at dinner. Or if there was alcohol, I probably had again, alcohol or at least a drink, a good amount. I wasn't like, I'm not saying I was like intoxicated. I'm saying I had like a glass of wine with dinner. I had a cocktail when we went out, um, different things like that. But <clears throat> that can throw off my gut. So I need to make I need to make sure that I was having my water. All of those important things that I do that help me feel good. And that's me setting boundaries and prioritizing me. And I think that was important leading up into the wedding day and rehearsal because it was about to be the most important day of my life. Like I wanted to wake up feeling refreshed, feeling good, feeling happy. And that comes from my physical and mental well-being. So prioritizing those things, d- despite I, if I was out of routine, my meals looked a little bit different. I was in a different time zone, um, which that was very helpful for me leading up to the day. So the rehearsal dinner happened obviously on Friday. Uh, Tyler and I did make it a point after the rehearsal to spend some time together and just talk about like, oh my gosh, like we're actually here tomorrow. We're getting married. What we were excited about and just really be in the moment. We did exchange like our wedding gifts um, privately the day of the rehearsal dinner. And then we practiced our first dance, which was super funny because we really didn't know what we were doing. So we practiced it like one or two times, just like spins or the little turns, twirls. Um, I wouldn't say 
I got restful sleep. So my sister slept with me in the hotel we were at. I did not get restful sleep at all. I would say it was more of an excited sleep. And I think that's what I was telling myself because I didn't want to be again in a negative mindset of like, I didn't get good sleep. I feel tired. I was like, I got excited sleep. That's what I'll call it. And so I woke up in the morning, again, prioritizing my foundations. I told my sister that, hey, this is what I'm going to do in the morning. I want to feel really good on my wedding day. And so I'm going to take a morning walk. I'm going to do some prayer. I want to write my vows and just kind of be like still and enjoy a quiet morning. We had to be at the venue, um, I think at nine. Uh, so I got up around seven, seven thirty, somewhere around there. I went for a walk. It was so cold. I did not have the right clothes needed, but yeah, it was really nice. I did a walking meditation and it was really helpful to ground me. And then I came back and wrote my vows. I did already have my vows written out, but we, um, I needed to transfer them to a little written book that we had. And so I did that. And while I was writing it, and more God wings came because I was listening to worship music and the blessing came on and re-surrender came on organically, which are really important songs to our journey and our faith walk. So it was just so, so God. And Tyler, deli- not Tyler himself, he had a little messenger deliver me flowers while I was writing my vows in the morning. So that was just really sweet and a nice surprise. Went to the venue. So much fun, you guys. Like, I love my girlfriends. Um, We were reminiscing on memories, listening to a bomb playlist that my sister put out. It was like four or five hours. And I was like, these songs are, everyone was a banger, not a banger, because that sounds like we were raging, but like just the most feel good type of music. So yeah, literally the best playlist. We were reminiscing, getting glammed up. Shout out to my glam team who literally made me feel like a princess. Another little drama piece that went on. Uh, Our officiant was Tyler's best friend. And like two weeks leading up to the wedding, he called Tyler and told him that he could not come to the wedding. And when I tell you, when Tyler called me and told me that the tears that started flowing, the immediate like, what do we do now? Panic that overwhelmed both of us. And we were just so, so excited to have him as our officiant um, and speak on behalf of both of us. He is a pastor, so we knew that he would be able to incorporate God, Jesus, our faith stories within our ceremonies. And that was really important to us. But yeah, it was really scary. So we, and long story short, I will save you the details, but he ended up making it to the ceremony um, with some maneuvering of schedules and, but he was flying in the, the morning of our wedding. And obviously we know we cannot trust airlines. So there was potential for him to not make it to our ceremony. So we had a plan B, which was my dad and both would have been absolutely fantastic. And we would be so blessed to have my dad officiate our ceremony as well. Um, but my dad was the understudy for that day. So I kept asking people like, is Hunter here? That was his name, our officiant. Is he here? Is he shown up? Um, he did, he did make it. And literally the time it went by so, so fast. I did gifts with like my parents and then the ceremony started and that's when it really like hit like, oh my gosh, this is happening. When I heard the song starting to play, 
um, that my bridal party walked down to, which was Gratitude by Brandon Lake, I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is this is happening. And the ceremony site that we had had a very long walk, which I loved. So then I could be really in the moment and savor it. We had Tyler's grandma be our flower girl and his cousin, which was really special to help walk her down. And it was just so perfect. You know, like I had, a, I had some anxiety of like, what is it all going to look like? What are the flowers going to look like? Because you don't know until the day of. And really for me, when I'm walking down the aisle, I don't know what it looks like till I turn that corner. And at the end of the day, it really didn't matter because I was there and looking at Tyler and looking at all of our loved ones, friends and family. But it was just the cherry on top that it literally was perfect. Um, and everything that we could have dreamed of. And it was also just a very God-centered ceremony, which was really important to us because God is the foundation of our relationship and our strength. And although, yes, we didn't have a ceremony in a church like people would usually associate that with, we both have relationships with Jesus. So we wanted that to be shown throughout the day and within our ceremony. And it was it was perfect. It literally was perfect. And the we did our own vows, as I mentioned. So we shared that with our um, in our ceremony. We did not do a first look. Controversial. I know people have opinions on that. We did not do a first look. We even were going to do a first touch, but we scrapped that from the timeline because we wanted the first moment that we had seeing each other, having an interaction with each other to on that day to be at the at that altar walking down the aisle. Another thing we did was like a ring warming. So we had, it's essentially a moment for our friends and family. So our bridal party and like the first row, which was my family and his immediate family pass our rings before we exchange them. And it's a moment for them to like give a blessing, give a prayer over our ring. So by the time it makes it back to us, they are warmed and blessed with our family's love. So we did that during our ceremony, which was really nice and special. And then moved on to our reception. So much fun, you guys. Like, that's why I'm like, this literally was a most perfect day of my life. It went by so, so fast. Our dinner 10 out of 10. Bomb. You know, you don't go to a wedding for the wedding food, but you would want to come to our wedding for our wedding food. And that really wasn't intentional because (laughs) our wedding venue had like a a mandatory caterer to work with. Um, So we didn't really have an option, but people were telling us it was the best wedding food they've ever had. And even when we had our tasting for the dinner, um, we were like, this is probably going to be the best wedding food that we've ever had. So we were just that people asked me like, what's one thing you would change about your day or is there anything you regret? And I'm like, the only thing I would change was that I didn't finish my dinner. And when people say like, you probably don't eat the day of your wedding. I am that bride that makes sure I eat, but I do regret not finishing my dinner. We were just pulled in so many different directions. We got seated for dinner and the toast started and I'm like, I'm not going to be showing my face while you're making me cry with all these beautiful words at the same time. So yeah, I wish I finished my dinner. That's my only regret. Um, I did make sure to eat breakfast. I, like I said, I'm not, I don't understand how people forget to eat. I am that person who I'm like, what, I'm eating a meal and I'm like, what's the next one going to be? But yeah, dinner was fantastic. The dancing was so much fun. We could have gone all night, honestly. I was, and I remember telling Tyler this, like, while we were planning the wedding, I was nervous that people were going to leave early because a lot of people had to travel 
and they, I don't know, I was just nervous. So nobody really left early. And even on our invitations, I put send off 10 p.m. So then people knew that, hey, I need to send stay till till 10 p.m. People, we could have gone, like I said, all night. People were dancing. I felt like the dancing portion lasted like two seconds. We were having such a good time. Um, we did something fun with a um, garter toss. Tyler threw a football and we wrote like nice catch on the on the football and they played like the NFL theme song. I don't know what song it is. They played the NFL theme song while he was throwing the football. It was so much fun. And one of his brothers caught it. And that was super fun to watch. And and then we had our grand exit and went to In-N-Out. Because like I said, we like to eat. We don't forget to eat. So we drove to In-N-Out. And it was fun because our photographer followed us and took some photos. We got the little hats at In-N-Out. I changed into a shorter um, dress and met up with some family and friends after that. And it was literally the best day of our lives. I will say that probably until we have kids. Um, But as we enter this new season of being married to each other. Some kind of little takeaway tips, notes, whatever you want to call them as I end this episode. If you are in engagement season, I first, I am brand new to marriage. I am a married woman for like a week and a half. So I have a lot to learn. I have a lot to learn about myself. I still have a lot to learn about um, Tyler, but I think that's also the beauty of it, going into a relationship or a marriage, remembering that you both are individuals. You both have individual needs, wants, values. Yes, you should, Those some of those things should mesh together, um, but remembering that like your partner can't read your mind. And so it's so, so important to communicate with one another and have a foundation on honesty and have fun. Have fun dating each other. Have fun within your relationship. Make time to, yeah, laugh and enjoy each other's company. It doesn't have to be so serious or put all this pressure on it. And that's something that I actually said in my vows, you know, dating and being with Tyler has been so refreshing. And a lot of times, people go into relationships or to marriage and you hear like, it's not going to be all rainbows and butterflies. Like marriage is hard work. And honestly, I disagree with that so, so much. I think we should change that narrative to like, instead of being hard work, it shouldn't be work to date your partner or it shouldn't be work to be with your significant other. It should really be like a service. And that's what I feel like Tyler and I's relationship has been. We've been of service to each other, serving as listeners, serving as leaders, serving as challengers. That's so important because really service comes from your heart and it comes from wanting to love and the have the best um, outcome with that person in front of you and wanting to do good things for them and wanting to remain in service as you continue to date or go within a marriage. And, you know, like you, it's hard. It's yes, it's, it's hard, but it's, it shouldn't be work. It shouldn't feel like work, I should say. And when I say it's hard, it's because like, you're going to go through difficult seasons. There are going to be, you know, moments where, 
there are going to be moments where it's not 50-50. In our ceremony, the officiant actually said this, you know, like some days it's going to be 50-50. Some days it's going to be 90-10. Some days it's going to be 100 and zero, you know, but leaning on God as your strength and staying rooted within him is so important. So then you can be of service to ultimately God and then your partner, because you know that you have a strength that is unwavering. So yeah, that's where I really want to end it. As I say this for the millionth time, but it truly was the perfect day. And if anybody's listening to this who did go to my wedding and something else did go wrong, like I am very curious what it was because... I'm just on such a high and I'm, I want to know, like, did anything go wrong? Did anything break? Because everyone else did such a good job at hiding things from us if it did go really well. But yeah, we're just so grateful, so blessed. And I thank you for all of my girls who can out there who has listened to the end of this episode because this was a long one. Um, but just being on this ride with me of engagement, of heading into marriage, of planning, I truly do feel like y'all are my friends. And this community and this space and this platform, yes, is for us to grow, but also for us to celebrate each other. And you guys have celebrated me as we have gone through this together. And I can't wait to update you guys on other things that are going on in my life. And as I actually came back from the wedding week, I spent some time at a coffee shop just really carving out what I want to do with this podcast, where I want to take it, and guests I want to have on because I feel like I was a bit of in a little creative rut, obviously planning a wedding. Like my my attention was focused on that a bit, but I'm ready to get back and show up with and for you guys. So yeah, I'm excited for what's to come um, in our future of this podcast. And I appreciate every single one of you who are listening. I love you guys so much if you are new and returning and we will chat next Wednesday. Bye everybody.